0: Welcome to Around the World and SDGs, a podcast series by the InterCouncil Network that explores the sustainable development goals for those on the ground. I'm your host, Fahima Gabriel. As the challenges facing the global community become more complex and interconnected, global partnerships between public and non-state actors have gained momentum as an essential element of governance across scales and levels. The 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development emphasizes the roles of multi-stakeholder partnerships as a key means of implementation. To explore this topic further, we are joined by Dr. Meghna Ramaswamy, Director of the International Office of the University of Saskatchewan. Welcome to the show,
1: Meghna. Great to have you here. Hi, Fahima. Thank you for having me. It's a great honor to be here with you and to speak about uh, the role of partnerships to advance the UN 2030 Agenda. So to
0: start, can you provide us some context what is actually meant by partnerships when we're referring to it in regards to SDGs?
1: So goal number 17, partnerships for the goals, is all about how we can strengthen the means of implementation and revitalize uh, global partnerships to uh, address sustainable development. So what SDG 17 in particular looks at, it looks at building partnerships across borders, across countries, across sectors to realize targets, you know, in the areas of finance, capacity building, trade, technology, science, and, you know, other systemic and societal issues so what it does is that it reflects a very holistic approach as it bridges science with uh, with society and it looks at how we can apply our innovative and uh, you know transformative capacity to come up with solutions to address some of these global colossal challenges that we are facing today. And one important note about SDG 17 in particular is that the uh, is that you know the SDG 17 is basically underpinning all of the 17 goals because the goals are so interl- interlinked and you know um, and so interrelated and connected, partnerships basically serves as a binding theme. For all of the 17 goals. So I think when you look at the SDGs, you have to look at it as a collective roadmap going forward. And that you have to see that, you know, by uh, just sort of progressing or focusing on one particular goal, you may actually end up negatively impacting on the other goal. And so you might end up missing out on opportunities as well to address the other SDGs. Why are multi-level partnerships or partnerships
0: even done at the grassroots level essential in achieving the global goals?
1: So I think because SDG 17 serves as a binding um, uh, theme for all of the goals and due to its very cross-cutting nature, it sort of is a way of bringing in environmental, social and economic issues working together. And so we know that, you know, the the world's challenges cannot be addressed by a single country or sector alone. And so by having this framework in place, we have an opportunity to align our efforts. And so I think since uh, 2015, when the goals were first made, we have seen partnerships increasingly important to advance these goals. We are seeing, you know, businesses, governments. Uh, academia all working together to address some of these challenges that we are facing today. So the power of partnerships is really something that needs to be emphasized and not to be taken lightly.
0: I completely agree, Um, but when people think of partnerships in relation to the SDGs, they think of nation states and big institutions, but as we both know that's not really the case. It requires multi-level partnerships that includes businesses and civil society. So what, why are multi-level partnerships or partnerships on the ground level um, essential in achieving the global goals?
1: So when you think about the kind of partnerships which, uh, which are needed to advance the SDGs, I would say that we need to understand the importance of transformative and multilateral uh, multi-stakeholder partnerships. You know, at the end of the day, partnerships requires people, organisations to be uh, an essential part of the system that we transformed. Uh, and I also want to mention that this is a good opportunity to actually say so that uh, our university has now um, has now set up a, a sustainability strategy where it's actually going to be working a lot more closely with the city of Saskatoon so the university of saskatchewan working closely with the city of saskatoon to see how they can really advance sustainably sustainability efforts on a local level and so i think you know that is really really important we have been engaging with the senior communities in saskatoon we've had over 200 members join the president's lecture series on the sdgs and so i think you know by working with our local communities we have the voice and power to actually uh, implement some of the actions at a local level because at the end of the day, although you work at a global level, it's important to ensure that the impact felt is also local and that you address all these local challenges. And uh, unless this happens, really Canada as a nation is not going to be able to advance the SDGs because you really need the cities working together You make a
0: good point because the global goals really reflect the problems that are felt on the community level. So governments, even at the local level, have an opportunity to foster engagement with civil society to solve issues that impact their people, the constituents directly. Um, In regards to university or higher education, what role do you think that universities and academia play in informing and engaging people and especially students in being active participants in addressing the sustainable development goals.
1: The role of higher education is key. The role of academia is really key in increasing awareness of issues, shaping our societies of today, but also creating a world we want for our future generation. Education creates a shift in mindset at the end of the day. And so, you know, we are all, uh, involved everyone can be involved in these discussions it's not just having to happen at a government level uh, because uh, we sdgs are a global language and so you know education uh, uh, educational agencies uh partners networks they all are part of this And as change agents, universities, higher education sectors are able to give our students a purpose uh, bigger than themselves. And so universities, for example, can work with municipalities uh, to have our students engaged in green projects. Students can be the eyes and ears of the community and they can help in creating a more resilient and green society. They can also help inspire others and transform people to become leaders themselves. And so all of this cannot really be achieved without partnerships.
0: Absolutely. I think that universities and academic institutions are a great way for individuals, especially young people to see themselves and become active participant in addressing the SDGs, not even globally, but within their community. Do you happen to have some other examples, particularly from the work being done at the University of Saskatchewan that you could share? Sure.
1: So this group that we've set up with uh, the government, it's a very new group. We've only had one meeting so far. So it's literally just um, just started. But we are looking to basically engage NGOs. We're looking to work a lot, lot more closely uh, with the city as well. Uh, And I also want to mention that this is a good opportunity to actually say so, that uh, our university has now now set up a a sustainability strategy where it's actually going to be working a lot more closely with the city of Saskatoon. So the University of Saskatchewan working closely with the city of Saskatoon to see how they can really advance sustainability, sustainability efforts on a local level. And so so I think, you know, that is really, really important. Like I mentioned before, we have been engaging with the senior communities in Saskatoon, we've had over 200 members join the president's lecture series on the SDGs. And so I think, you know, by working with our local communities, we have the voice and power to actually uh, implement some of the actions at a local level, because, you know, at the end of the day, although you work at a global level, it's important to ensure that the impact felt is also local and that you address all these local challenges. And, you know, uh, unless this happens, really Canada as a nation is not going to be able to advance the SDGs because you really need the cities working together. We're also part of the Sustainable Development Solutions Network. And you've got this network is basically has hubs all over the world, but we work very, very closely with the hub in Canada. We're working with them to understand how they as connectors and facilitators are able to um, sort of map out what other cities are doing with the SDGs and how their universities, their cities, their municipalities are all working together to advance efforts on the SDGs. As part of the CBIE International Relations learning community, we have also developed a, a report which looks at how universities are advancing SDGs all across Canada. And so, you know, this is uh, this is another platform that uh, we can learn from and share from to really see how we as a coalition of universities can actually work to advance some of the SDGs, not just in our local areas, but also on a global level. And so it's really um, the power of partnerships that we can harness on to advance the SDGs as a nation and uh, and, advance that global dialogue and our collective and collaborative actions. Um, The other way that we have been influencing uh, advancement on the SDGs is through our internationalization plan, known as the International Blueprint for Action 2025. And so what that plan looks at is, how can we mobilize uh, and invest in the SDGs through a number of programs and funding initiatives? We know that there is uh, a symmetry of resources among countries across the world. And so our international office uh, has a role to play to ensure that partnerships for SDG advancement are representative of all countries so that all voices are heard, including those from less powerful groups. Um, We've been working with our researchers to uh, address topics on immigrant and refugee health, cultural safety, um, food security in marginalized populations, and you know these studies are really, really important because they provide an opportunity to understand barriers towards integration of these groups into new communities. It also sheds light on uh, what we are doing right or wrong and how we can really modify our current approaches towards food security and well-being of uh, refugees. So, you know, some initiatives along the way, but of course there is always room for improvement to incorporate more. We also have um, another initiative that the international office partakes in. And that is a conference, which I hope Fahima, you attended, which is a People Around the World Conference. I did, I did. Excellent, great to hear that. And that's usually held at a time uh, to coincide with International Development Week. And so what we do is we try and involve global thought leaders, local voices to understand how SDGs shape a country's, uh, you know, development policies and practices. And it also helps us understand some of the context specific challenges in these countries. So what they do is, you know, some of the countries showcase some some shining examples at a more granular level of how cities and universities and municipalities can work together to address the SDGs and I think you know bringing that uh, that extra scientific political and cultural dimensions is really really important it gives us perspective it makes us understand how we can contribute to some of the challenges that they face they're not alone in this fight right it's it's all of us working together and they alone cannot um, address some of the problems that, uh, that the world is facing today. They are trying their best and they may not have the right infrastructure or, you know, capacity to do so. And so I really see that, you know, as part of the North, that's part of our role as part of our social responsibility to really work with our partners in the global South to sort of, you know, work together, to basically get their learnings, understand and share our problems, share our practices and together find a solution going forward. We really cannot afford to work in silos and we really cannot afford to have that arrogance. So I think it's really important that we involve everyone, everywhere in all parts of the world uh, and, and, and kind of work together to actually make sure that we are uh you know we are able to share information important lessons learned and you know shift make that um, mind shift away from just working in a very um uh sort of siloed way it's important that we uh, as global citizens are each other's keepers and so that's how we can truly leave no one behind And so we are looking at ways to involve our partners in more and more initiatives. And so I see that, you know, we are change agents and this is how transformation really occurs. And so it really cannot occur without partnerships.
0: You mentioned the people across the world forum, which brought different international perspectives and learnings, including those countries from the global south. Do you happen to have any initiatives or collaborations or partnerships done within those regions that you could share with us?
1: Yeah, I mean, for example, we've been working uh, on maternal health uh, and trying to develop, you know, ways to sort of, uh, how can we sort of provide the uh, support for emergency health care when it comes to maternal health in Mozambique? And that's, again, involved, you know, multi-stakeholder partnerships. We've had local governments, we've had local communities uh, and NGOs working very closely together to try and advance those things and so we've had like um, initiatives of having motorcycle ambulances in certain villages in Mozambique And, and you know lots of those sort of things that are going on and it's not just Africa but it's also places like India we're now looking at working with the Philippines and we're looking to expand more and more with the global south and work with them so that. We, we, we begin to understand that at the end of the day, the local community and the impact that we create on the local community in these places is what really matters. And, you know, they are the champions for the, for the future. They are the, they are the future. Uh, and so we have to work in a more holistic way. And that really, you know, this is a mammoth undertaking and that we all as responsible citizens of one planet need to understand that, you know, we cannot just be working with just certain countries or certain, um, you know, well-off countries. We do need to work with the Global South uh, more closely, better than we have done before. And so we hope that uh, going forward, we will have a lot more stories to share with you and a lot more learnings as well that we would have been able to share with them And uh, yeah, and absolutely, it's getting more and more important.
0: Finally, what do you hope to see more countries and academic institutions do in fostering and engaging other stakeholders in the area of partnerships in order to reach our global goals?
1: I think about SDG 17, I'm going to say that, um, you know, we've had many partnerships, like many universities, many sectors have developed partnerships. Partnerships for the SDGs, right? But there are several points that I think people must consider when developing partnerships for the SDGs. For example, we need to think about, can the world develop partnerships at a level and scale required to ad- advance the SDGs, and what does that look like? Um, you know, we know that multi-stakeholder partnerships are complex relationships and require significant investment of time and resources by both partners. Now, for example, should a conflict of interest arise, how do you address them in a multi-stakeholder partnership? Uh, And then when you think about the dynamics and outputs of partnerships that bring all these actors together that are not prepared to cooperate, um, how do you uh, navigate and negotiate with them? Um, and you know, when you get the private sector involved, how can they internationalize the uh, internalize? Sorry, the SDGs in their business practices. You know, so those are some of the questions I think we need to think about as we enter partnerships. Um, I think there is uh, also uh, an underlying factor that we sometimes often miss. So for example, we have these partnerships, but how do we really map our achievements in these multi-stakeholder partnerships? And what does that look like? And is there sufficient impact coming from them? So as we enter into partnerships, I would encourage people think about these questions because there really isn't a universal set of principles on how to develop partnerships for the SDGs. And so I think we need to be creative um, in how we monitor and analyze our partnerships at both a global and a local level. And, you know, we all understand that strength comes in diversity. And so it is important that collaborations occur at all scales and all levels to to achieve global and local impact, right? So they would be my points to reflect upon. And uh, I would just basically summarize and say that You know, uh, for us to actually implement the SDGs, I think we need to take ownership of the SDGs. And so by doing that, we can ensure that whatever partnerships we build upon, uh, we build upon with diversity, we build upon with socially responsible stakeholders, you know, who are transparent, uh, people-driven, and participatory. And they are able to share their knowledge, build from that knowledge for the benefit of society. I think when we invest in activities, we should invest in activities which benefit women and children. You know, we should partake in activities that involve marginalized and vulnerable groups. And so we have to really use our creative and um, innovative practices and methods of implementation when we look upon relationships of power, but also at the same time, help other countries and people who lack the necessary resources um, like the Global South.
0: Great. Well, that's it for this week. Be sure to catch us weekly for more great stories from those on the ground addressing the SDGs. I'm your host, Fahima Gabriel, and you've been listening to Around the World in SDGs, a podcast series by the InterCouncil Network, a project made possible with the financial support of the Government of Canada.